Can you believe in a finite object possessing infinite power? Or that a mineral can be proclaimed the medicine of the 21st century? Or that the power of nature can win over the ignorance of man? If you can, you will know why our mission is to get Shungite to the masses. You are entering the Shungite zone. This is the Shungite radio show produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. And welcome to Shungite Reality. It's January 31st, 2023. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Derek Condit, Walt Silva, and Jalissa Helms will be joining us in the second hour. Mark uh, Joseph has a sore throat. Yesterday we did a recording for the Radio 5G show, and he was having issues, but I guess it just got worse. So anyway, he um, I'm hoping he's out there, and we're, you'll, you'll be missed. You'll be missed, Mark. Derek. Well, good morning, everybody. Happy to be here with Walt and Nancy. And yep, we'll see Julissa or hear Julissa in about an hour. And Walter. Hello, everybody. Thank you for having me here. Uh, we hope we'll have uh, something interesting to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll 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 wing it. We not not like we planned for anything most of the time. We have a few notes, maybe. Derek's better It's gossip that. about who, who Mark was kissing. That's why he has a sore throat. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, he works two jobs. He's always oh, going God. to these events and stuff. I mean, and then he's listening to podcasts. Like He must be a manifesting generator. I, I don't know what he is. Atomic battery, you know, these 50-year batteries, and they just run all, all the time. <laughs> well, I'm just so grateful that you know, actually, it was the Carrie Cassidy show, I think, that he heard us on and uh, started listening. And he, he would be putting in chat, uh, you know, Nancy said this at such and such a time in this show and Walt did that. And I'm going, who is this guy and how can he keep all these notes? And so I said, if he's this good, I want him on the show. Hey, Mark, you want to come on the show? Oh, well, okay. And I'm so proud of him because he's so nervous when he first started out. And now he's getting to be pretty, pretty, pretty... Actually, on this show, he stays in the background. But on Radio 5G, he's he's very good. He's very good. So, um, anyway, so Derek, you do have a list. Short one. <laughs> but uh, yeah. something to start the show with. Yeah, what I did was um, I just got a couple topics I was thinking of that happened. And this is a whole, they're energy topics, but they did happen here at Mystical Wares, of course, because here's where I spend a, uh, a great portion of my time, in 3D at least. Um, and what I'm talking about is what's been going on, um, Nancy and Walton and everyone, is uh, <clears throat> when we show up at Mystical Wares, and we're located in Mount Vernon, Washington. Um, so it's a, for those that may be new listeners, um, it is a physical store. I've shown up with everything, and I'm talking about um, individuals hanging out at the front entrance, either at nighttime and or in the morning or during the day. And it's been everything from geese 
to Robbins to yeah, two days ago or little Pitbull, no, pugs. I don't know, not pitbulls. Pugs, the little tiny guys. They're they're about twelve inches off the ground. Um to people, we've got that different things on camera as well when the sensors go off. And what they do, and like in the case, well, actually all of them, so I don't care if it's human, bird, dog, um, or uh, whatever other ones I'm forgetting right now, what they're doing is just walking in front of the mystical wars door. So that's the only uh, doorway entrance to it that you can even remotely see through. The rest is concrete blocks and a big metal door in the back. So just kind of think fair decade sort of thing. And so all these individuals or critters or people are coming there for the energy. And the plants, you know, make that obvious anyway, just on how how uh, they grow out there and how just crazy big some of them get um, and things like that. But it's just interesting to see just on how on a larger level it's been catching my attention. I don't know if that's for a reason or not, um, but it has been happening. So, and that's, again, just different individuals just walking. And they'll just hang out near the front. Um, you know, I don't care if it's a bird or dogs or whatever. If it's neighbor dogs got loose, well, come look at our front door. That's where they're going to be. If you build it, they will come. um yeah so it's cool to see um because individuals will come there and get energy removals healing call it whatever you want but they'll get the energy they need um so that's just the thing and i thought i'd be point that and i'm sure we're not the only place or all over the place but it was something interesting that caught my attention um that i thought i'd mention again it's been just so many critters um and it's not like oh well this morning they're at the the other people next door to us because we share an old grocery store building kind of split right down the middle with a false wall. They're going to be at our front entrance. Um, and initially I thought when I see on cameras, just people out there, of course, old retired correctional officer, Derek, I'm in the, for the first second only. And I'm glad I'm catching myself because I think, Oh, wait, is it being scouted for a break in this, that, and the other. And look at the videos. And all of a sudden I have the understanding this. I'm only explaining this way because we can all do it. Um, or the image or thoughts in your head that, oh, no, they're, they're just getting the energy. And that's exactly what was happening. Um, and then once you put it together with, well, heck, pick your animal. So I just thought that was worth mentioning. Um, and it was a really cool thing to experience. And it still happens. Well, you know, I mean, ha- you've, got a, you've got a wonderful uh, building that's full of all this magical energy. But the truth is, is that any of our listeners can create the same kind of energy vortex in their own environment I mean I know that this property is that way I had some of the Russian friends come over and um, Irma had been here before but the other two had not and they just were like oh my god this is such a nice place oh I'm feeling so good and when I have to do estate planning, you know, you get to a certain age, and well, I did it in 08, but that's 08, I need to update update it and stuff, and um, so I was talking to Irma about it, and I said something about who am I going to leave the property to, and she freaked out on me, <laughs> you got to leave it to Derek, he's the only person that would understand this, you know, and I'm like, oh, I mean, really, no, 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 because apparently she had had, um, some heart situation happening. She felt, you know, not, she didn't feel good when she got there, but by the time she left, she felt absolutely, you know, completely healthy and healed. And she attributes it to the, to the property. 
which I believe is true. I believe this is a very energetic property. I mean, if you just think in terms of what is this place, um, South Florida has a way of draining the the rain. See, the, the Florida is like a limestone formation. So it's not like you dig down and you're into rock and dirt and stone and stuff. If you dig down very far, you're into limestone. And limestone is created when the shells of uh, ocean critters kind of like end up in one place. And this is over millions of years. You know, and it, so you got the shells coming onto the area which becomes Florida, but it's piling up all this limestone and actually building the peninsula. So the water in the state is kept within that aquifer. It comes down from rivers, mainly from, from Georgia, the north, and they go underground and they just dug out a, a basin tunnel within the limestone structure. So the water that we get right from the tap is extremely alkaline because it's it's being stored in the aquifer. And so it's extremely alkaline. But in this area here that I'm living in, it was a natural floodplain. So when the first settlers come down here, oh, the 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 farms. This was the this was the most produ productive farming area in probably the world and it, I mean they were just unbelievable farms but there was flooding but that's why they were unbelievable farms because the flooding was causing all the silt to come in to make this wonderful soil then they put the flood flood control in the farms dr dried up but the rainwater and everything still wants to come through this area so because they started out as farms, basically, a lot of the property is acres or half acres. It's big pieces of parcels because the it was, wasn't was divided because you're selling to subdivision people going to build. You were dividing it by inheritance. So big chunks of land, but only through this area that's also a, a floodplain. Um, so living here and experiencing the natural way, the, the way that you cannot help but interact with nature if you're on this property because we still get the flooding. But you also have a area that's surrounded by metropolitan areas. It's like this little haven of just wonderful natural energy. When I got the property, it was one of those situations where, oh, look at that, there's a sign saying for rent or for sale. I wasn't interested in either. But the girl that was with me, <coughs> she takes down the number. To make a long story short, I ended up getting this property. Somebody's got a mic open. I ended up getting this property. And as soon as I got here, this was like 1986, as soon as I got here, you just, it's a very small house. The house is not, it's the property. You just feel like this is a place where it's breathing. It's like, 
I can't tell you. It's it's so, and it's I'm surrounded by other acres, so it's like living in a in a park. But as I started to work in the enterology concept, coming out of the same time frame in the eighties, it was like the universe said, Nancy, you've got to be the caretaker of this property, and by being the caretaker on this property you're going to learn a lot of things because there's a lot of things to learn from this property. And I could go on and on and on for hours telling you the magical situations that have occurred here. But again, in this case, this was a natural. It was a point that I was drawn to. So my question to you, Derek, is mystical wares, the location that that building is in, is that something special, or what, is it special because of what you did to it? Were you drawn to that particular place, or it just happened to work out that way? Uh, well, I was led here through synchronicities. It's not a me thing. It's a community thing. Um, it's everybody that's been coming here, sharing it, helping build it. Um, and then, of course, we brought that large amount of Shungite to help remove excess energies. But, no, it's a straight-up everybody who comes here shows up here visits um they all add to it so that's what it is and then it's a bigger energy spot or space from there um and that's why those that maybe are unaware of it like animals because you can't see inside you can look in the front windows and see some stuff like the front entrance image i've shared before but that's it the rest of the stores behind cinder block walls there's no windows or anything like that sounds odd but it's actually a good thing um so no that's what it is i mean no, it's it's all of us doing it um, together is what is the energy behind it. Well, let me let me ask you this. I just gave people a little idea because remember we got an international audience, and even people in the states wouldn't understand that little blurb I gave you about Florida. But where you are, I mean, Mount Shasta is not that far from you, which is known as a totally magical area. This week, and I meant to look the pictures up, I saw a video of it, a, a time-lapse video of it. There was this massive cloud formation uh, that formed around the top. Have you seen those pictures? No. I'll have to see if I can find it. Shasta, you said? I'll just jump on. Okay, it's Mount Shasta, and it cloud formation, and, and it's been in the last few days. And it's just astounding. I mean, I've seen that kind of thing before. But um, Mount Shasta in that whole, is it the Cascades? Is that what the mountain range is called? I think it's still called that there. Um, I don't know. But Mount Shasta is touted as having, uh, a, a, what do you call it, a portal into, into Agartha, the inner earth. And a lot of people go and gather there because they, they, they channel and they get a ton of information from it. Those lenticular cloud formations are constantly being associated with ships that come and stay in the area. The, the, the clouds are a perfect cover because, you know, nobody questions a cloud. But normally I hear there, there are the vessels there. And there's also, there's a presenter who's constantly talking about the gateway to Agartha being located in Mount Shasta. So I'm not surprised that you're seeing interesting things there. I just shared it in chat, so I'm looking at it now. Um, the link to uh, all the Washington Post has it on there. 
Oh, that is cool looking. Uh, how, I don't even know how you describe that. <laughs> That's crazy. It's like a triple layered toroidal cloud formation just spinning counter, I don't know, counterclockwise if you're looking down at it um, around Mount Shasta. That's weird. Well, you should see. Do they have the? I'm looking at it now. They have the video because they did a time time lapse video that was just. Yeah, uh, that's what I was looking at. Oh, oh I see. It's loading. Okay, it wasn't. Okay, yeah. Can't exactly share it because it spins into another video. But yeah, if they go to that link and they'll see it initially. Anybody's in chat. Otherwise, if for the listeners later, go to the Washington Post. Um, it, the article is called How a Mesmerizing Cloud Stacked Like Pancakes Hovered Over Mount Shasta, January 26th, 2023. So you can find it that way. Um, and it was all day. I mean, this you can see is, is obviously a late afternoon day with a light. And this th- was there through sunset. The video actually, the time lapse things, and this this is a video. So let me see. Does it time lapse? I hope it doesn't make any noise. Don't make any noise. Challenge the oh, past. Oh God, they're gonna have an ad. Challenge right, accepted. Purdue University Global. No, Affordable online education for driven working adults. My... I know that's right. I got frustrated <laughs> with the ad too. I muted myself. <laughs> Uh, like, oh, I'm stepping into an ad, and now they want to hear all that. Yep, 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 yep. I don't know. The date on the thing says January 22. I don't know. I I found a YouTube one. I'll get the copy of it. But anyway, okay. we can jump into whatever it is. All right, yeah. Um, now, it's, now, they, now it's running, and it, it you can see that it must have been hours where it was up there. And who knows how long it had been there before somebody noticed it. And uh, was it there the next morning? It's just fascinating. You're a skill-building machine. It wasn't for the fact that it was, You've got you the know, drive, the determined. Shasta it wouldn't be as impressive, but it is Shasta. <laughs> so. Well, um, let me see here. The, okay. I'm just going to clock here. Um, well, this that kind of ties into one... Well, there's no off-topic with Shungite reality because um, we've been going all woo-woo, metaphysical on every show, basically. So what I was going to talk about was, I mean, I quickly wrote down here, I don't usually just read through my notes, <laughs> there's a reason, 40 stuff coming through more. So fourth density, you can call it, uh, stuff has been coming through. And I'm bringing that up because that whole other... I'll say there's more available frequencies now, so I'll just say more stuff's coming through. That's why more people are picking up on things in their house or animals that are out there in the street that all of a sudden they're gone or or a bird. Actually, a lot of birds, by the way. You'll see them, then they're gone. So that's what that is. It's kind of flashing in and out because we're right there at that. that I, don't, I don't know how much we want to get into that. But often, yeah, it does have to do with clouds and things like that. So we're perceiving part of it. So it's sort of like all of a sudden going through your whole life just like normal without the sense of smell. Um, and then all of a sudden your smell comes online. Well, didn't that just add a massive, another invisible layer to your whole reality? Well, that's a thing. And then there's more of that coming on. So those frequencies are coming in more where other entities reside in things. So I'm kind of bringing that up. This is some scary thing because it's not scary. Um, and I mentioned it too, because here in my office when I do sessions, 
it's basically every single session now, that stuff, where it used to be a little less common, where I'd kind of tune the channel and pick and choose. Now it's like, get the heck out of the way, you're distracting me sort of thing. Um, and that's been happening for me, I don't know, the last couple of years, just continually turning on more, um, and others. And I'm, that's why I'm mentioning it, because it's not just me. The, the sessions I work with sometimes, often they come in mentioning the exact same thing, and they just can't wrap their head around it, um, which is often sometimes why they come in here. So, yeah, there's more stuff behind a lot of those clouds. And- now, <clears throat> so essentially what you're, you're confirming, it- uh-oh, did we just lose you? No, I'm here. We lost somebody. Did Walt drop out? I I was muted. Does that count? Well, no. Oh, we're on. That was weird because that that sound that came through shouldn't have come through, except through. Uh oh, a four D sound patched in. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. A four D sound. Derek is right. Four D well, stuff is coming through. <laughs> well, hello, whoever showed up, <laughs> or <laughs> <clears throat> goodbye. Maybe you got bored with what we were talking about. Uh, that was weird. Um. Okay, <clears throat> my question is, years ago, <clears throat> excuse me, we got talking about the proton belt and the fact that in this area of the galaxy, the Earth is passing through it and there is a stream of energy that is, it's like, it's like we're looking down the barrel of, uh, the barrel of a rifle. And the energy is just coming right at us. And that's why at this point in time, forever and ever, uh, you have strange things, big jumps and changes to the reality. Now, right now, we're in a, a, a situation where... Okay, Mark and I do a recording on Monday that plays on Wednesday, Radio 5G. And we were listening to Dr. Duncan, Patrick Duncan, and uh, Christopher Jacobs. They were talking about, he's a scientist. And Christopher said to him, now, you're not basically a religious person. You don't go to church and that sort of thing. And you know, you might have a spirituality, I don't know what it is, but he said, no, I came at this as a scientist. And he ended up, he didn't realize that his science was becoming weaponized. And when he did, that's when he, he got an abrupt look at reality. And um, I think he was with the CIA, in part. Um, I don't really know too much about him, except that this particular discussion that they had was fascinating, because... They really got into that concept of transhumanism. And Duncan was saying that if I could make a neuron that was synthetic, but it duplicated what it does in your body, this one specific neuron, and I can make a whole bunch of them until I've got a whole version of you. The question is, is who's real? You or the synthetic neuron you? And when we look at the world around us we're we're having these changes these energetic changes that is it because we're going through the proton belt is this what's driving the the, is is technology changes 
driving what's happening because it is now and it's apparent to everybody that I'm listening to out there that we're in a real spiritual war because it's like if you take and you make a transhumanistic version of a human being and you replace all the other human beings with it what have you done what have you done you know you've changed God's creations so if you begin to see what the transhuman I mean when I first heard about this transhumanistic thing I was like no this is this is absolutely insane but but I have a question Nancy sorry I have to interrupt you uh, when you were making the premise of the natural uh, neuron in, in contrast to the uh, synthetic neuron my question is is the synthetic neuron capable of uh, uh, reproducing because neurons can reproduce the business that they don't it's it's a lie so is the synthetic neuron capable well I don't of know this was not this was not my messaging this was Duncan's messaging you oh. know and it was a theoretical like you know is that a, is that the real person or not and obviously it's not he wasn't trying to make the case that it was he was you know he's and it's just that it's that that yeah and and i'm sorry yes they can neurons they can make synthetic neurons that are going to be able to reproduce because i don't want to get into it but i saw some i saw a report a huge report very long report of taking the vaccinations and in people that had had them and people that didn't and looking at their blood and it was terrifying so one of the things that they one picture that they showed was this little balls of graphene oxide coming together you know and making new forms and yes they they're being made these it's not like you get a dose of these things that your body's actually manufacturing so it may not be by the same mechanism that god used to make the changes in the neurons wall but there may be some technical thing that they can do to do that i don't know i just was like mm -hmm. the the sciences and that was another thing that they were bringing up is that a few years ago this is science fiction and now it's science fact but if you look at the documentation you know years ago it was science fact they already had patents out on them a lot of the people got into looking at the patents and when they started looking at the patents they realized that this has been in our face it's been growing for decades this transhumanistic model um, but my my position having watched all this transpire is that what's ever happening to us as human beings the awake and aware we are making changes like demonstrated by uh, Derek and you know I mean Derek is what I consider a pathfinder in that his mission in, in earth is to be able to understand and to actually utilize these god-given inalienable rights of energy workers that we came here with 
and he's like a pathfinder. He goes out and he figures out, oh, and sometimes it's not figuring it out. It's just like, oh, this just happened. What, what, why? Why did it happen? It's a lot of times it happens to you, and then you're trying to figure out an ex explanation as to why it happened. But regardless, he's the one that is demonstrating what can be. And he's doing it in a way that's not just, it's not woo-woo. It's actually, oh, okay, that just happened, and how did I get there? So that he can explain and teach to other people. Okay? So what, what I'm saying here, uh, Derek, is that what do, you, what do you think is really the source of the changes that human beings are getting into? I mean, we know one is a transhumanism thing, that they want to make us all into, they want a singularity of humanity and machine come together. That seems to be what their game plan is. But God's got another game plan, and the game plan is to have us evolve quicker than they can take us over, in my opinion. Now, if that's true, what's be, what's behind the, the, the energy changes? Is it just because we're in this area of the universe? Or is it something that's being manipulated by the God source or extraterrestrials or whatever? Do you have any feeling on that? I do, and I'm going to say a lot um, kind of, uh, in as few words as I can. So, yes, okay, and I'll use some words that people are going to know out there. The, the control system, let's just call it the matrix, obviously it's been called that for a long time, around us, it's a frequency field, it's weakening, it's having less control over, so people are now having access to more frequencies, I'd say densities, because everything outside of Earth is basically five-fifth density anyway. Earth is the one being kept down frequency-wise or energy-wise, so we're all kept in that reality where we're limited. We don't see that you look through the forest, there's more stuff there than you're seeing. That's a thing. And density, of course, refers to, say, the physical molecules on the frequency wavelength they shake at or vibrate at. It's like going down the road. If you go the same speed, like in a car, the car next to you looks like it's not moving. That would be, say, fifth density and it's not a dimension thing either so what i'm saying is yes it's being controlled whole another topic there that control is weakening in certain areas more than others on the planet i'm talking about so yes individuals are having more access which is activating themselves because you're not even in your body anyway you're perceiving this 3d reality through that vehicle called a body you're not in it you're not restricted in there if you think you are you've just limited yourself so if you have that aha moment or understanding that, wait, I'm not my body, not only am I not my body, I am not limited around or in that body while I'm perceiving this reality, have that epiphany, your abilities, air quotes here, will all of a sudden start to activate because you realized, wait a minute, I'm not restricted, I don't care if I had fluoride my entire life or blah, 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 you're not the vehicle. So people are activating more. It has nothing to do with the bad guys turning us into super boxes and the other. That's all other storyline stuff. Um, it's happening, but just different. So, and it's not even a photon belt thing. See, that's one way to wrap our 3D heads around it. Um, but it's really that the greater part of reality out there past, I'll just say Earth, to get this conversation short, is already in 5D. We're the limited ones. So that's kind of what's going on. Um, 
like I said, there's a whole lot in there too. But do you have any anything you want to ask on that? What do you, shit. What do you mean by five density? What, what what's the difference? It's, Okay, no, that's good. Because it's not like if they say dimensions, like we're in third dimension, they'll say, no, we're not. There's not a place you have to go to reach fourth and fifth and sixth and so and so dimension. It's a density. It's a, let, let's just call it all matter. So the other entities and stuff they use and work with is in a different vibratory field. It's shaking out of our, so it's like a fan you're looking at on your desk. Turn that sucker on high. You can't tell there's blades on that fan, it just looks like a blurry thing. Turn it up even more. It's invisible. That's just how it works. That's what they are. So their structure, the stuff they're made of, their reality is vibrating at a higher density out of our frequency field until we down here realize, and you know, I ain't going on and on for hours on that one, that there is more. Again, just what we're talking about. Have these thoughts. It's not a magic yoga pose. Not become a vegan for an hour, like I say. It's thinking of things like this, just what we're doing and going, Oh, shit, maybe that's a thing. And then just run with it and go from there. That's how you do it. And then all of a sudden, by having these thoughts, you're going to see more of those shiny objects in your reality. And as you see more of those glitches in the matrix, they're going to happen more often. And that's how you kind of, you know, I'm not saying don't watch what you eat because you're in a vehicle. Put good fuel in it, of course, all of those things. But it's the realizations in life that really matter that help you access the frequency that's already there. So you're only limited if you think you are. That's why I babbled about it. you're not in your body. You're not just realize that. You're just kind of perceiving through this body right now. Kind of like a remote control car with a camera on it. Just realize that fact. And then you go, oh, then that means this. And that means this. And I can only go so on and so on with that. But do you, I know this is hard. No, without, okay. Now, do you think that the animals perceive things a lot differently than we do? How much of the woo-woo land do they see? It depends on the animal, just like the human. Many of them do, yes. So there's like, you know, three times as many birds in the sky as we see physically. And often some birds do, some birds don't. So it's not like I can say, hey, Robin, one, two, and three does. It differs. And just like us, as the, as the control frequency around this planet changes, their perception then, I don't want to say expands, but kind of, because it's picking up on more. So they're going to see stuff, too. Well, my cat did this morning. Sitting on, and everybody's cat does this. You all know that. Come on. So mine, Perry, was called. What's his name? Was sitting on my lap, just a big old black cat. And all of a sudden, and there's nothing on my ceiling. I don't even have a ceiling fan. Didn't even have the lights on. He's staring up, watching this thing go back and forth flying in there. So, hell yeah, animals see that stuff. But uh, uh, Skylar, the other one, she didn't pay any attention. Maybe she was bored. I don't know. But she didn't look at it. So... Oh, well, I'll also tell you, I must imagine it's the same with animals. Because when I do my sessions, um, get into the woo-woo frequencies, it's my thoughts and feelings that tune that in. So I can, for the most part, turn it off at times. But when I turn it on, it goes on. So I can't imagine I'm any different than other entities. So it must be a thought and feeling thing is all I can say. I don't have the psychic manual. So I'm trying to figure all this out myself, too, as you were kind of talking to in the beginning, or about in the beginning. I'm like, yeah, I'm just trying to figure it out. Yeah. Um, one time I was feeling bad about, i just seen something on the television or whatever, about the uh, extinction of a particular, I think it was some kind of a reptilian critter. 
and I was feeling really bad about it. And I got the messaging from Gaia that everything that's ever been continues to exist. So if you don't, if it dies out in this version of reality, it's it's still okay in what I perceived as the new Earth, even knowing that it's always been there. And you know, I, it made me feel a lot better about what what's happening in the transition from the old reality to this new reality. And one day, shortly after that, within days of it, Gene Rockefeller said, I just had the strangest thing happen. And um, people that know Gene, she's very, very, she's very, very woo-woo. And she said that she was, she found herself someplace where there were all these animals, and many of them she'd never seen before. And plants, flowers, everything was just, and I was like, oh, wow, you went to the place that everybody goes to. <laughs> you know, it's like a, a second version of life that's always been there. And um, it, it, do, do you see that it's that cut and dry, Derek or Walt? You know, that you've got these two realities that are starkly different. And they're simultaneously existing. And it's just a matter of us waking up to access that other new reality or transition into it. Well, the animals are already aware of it, because uh, I, I remember what Dr. Costa said in, in one of the, when when I went to one of his lectures, uh, I remember, because he had, and, uh, remember this this gentleman's been around for a long time, so he had a past in Alaska, he loved going to Alaska, because when he was young, he used to be a, a trapper in, in Alaska, and he has a, a cabin in the middle of nowhere. I don't know how many hours it takes to get there. And uh, in the property where the cabin is, he has a, a, a pyramid that he made himself. And he's he's used it many times for many practices and meditations, and he's done a, a lot of energy work. And one of the things that surprised him was one of the years, that, because every summer he was going to this cabin in the woods in Alaska, um, he, he said that um, in the next to the property where the cabin is is the, the edge of a lake. You can you can walk down to the lake and you can see the plants and the the animals and everything. And he was he found it interesting one time one year that he went and he because he like you know how Dolly can speak and hear Dave just fine, like you or I are having this conversation now. Dr. Costa is the same way with his guides. And at one point, they told him to go down to the lake, that he was going to see something, and they didn't give him any details. And what they saw, what he saw, was a very large swan. It showed up. And he, and he says, it's very, really weird first to see them one by itself, because normally they, they will be traveling in pairs. But just with just the one, and it was very large. It was larger than a standard swan. And when the creature reached the edge of the lake, it flew out of the lake, and it actually flew up the hill to where the pyramid was, and and flew right over the top of the pyramid. As soon as the swan did that, it disappeared. It completely vanished. 
and the, his guide said nothing at all. So later on in the day, an, a very large owl showed up, and he looked at it. It perched on a on a tree near the uh, the pyramid. It, it it he looked at it. It took flight again. It flew over the pyramid. As soon as it did that, it completely disappeared, like it went somewhere else. And the last during that day was a large eagle showed up again when the eagle flew over the pyramid it completely disappeared so he asked them you know where are they and and he says they're go they're going beyond the fourth dimension that, that that's what they are their answer because they knew they know what's happening they don't know what's coming so they're actually moving into the new reality they're moving into that spot beyond the fourth density so the animals know about it. It's weird the idiot humans have they're always late to the party. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, you don't go anywhere. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's this place only looks better. <laughs> well you you remember when um the uh, bees came out of they started swarming. It, it was the um the Darrington property, and they started swarming. And uh, Maureen had, had pulled out her, her phone and started to to film it. And we've talked about this before, but it was really interesting. And when I saw the film, it was like, it seemed like this whole hive was, you know, flying around, flying around, and then all of a sudden they, they were disappearing. You didn't see the flock go, you know, in a swarm and fly off to the next neighbor. It was like it was there and then it wasn't. And shortly after that, I went out to the uh, coral vine that's right outside the door, which has always got a lot of bees on it. And I'm looking at these bees and I'm going, these bees look different. And I realized that those look like your bees. And so... I connected with the energy because I'd watch the bee videos that you would show. You'd have like a camera on the bees. And, you know, it's, it was like, wow, that's really interesting. So they act, the beehive actually went places that they were needed, the Shungite bees. Remember? I don't know if you remember that, Derek, but that was... Well, uh, I, remember, I had the video, too, and you can kind of think it also another way of looking at that is the bees... So bees in five it, that are, you know, buzzing around in fifth density can step down when needed as well. And that's what happens, not just bees, other animals can do it too. So when something's needed or, um, you know, they need a different, another animal for whatever reason, animals can choose to step down and then exist physically in this density. You can't just instantly step up unless you're already that density sort of thing. So that's kind of the play. So you have to have the realizations like I already babbled about earlier and aha moments, work on your energies to where you can perceive these things, and then then you start perceiving more often than not, and then hang on because when a certain number of people do that and perceive the woo, and I have fun with it, woo woo at those frequencies, well then the overall frequency field around everyone starts to change. It, everybody does not have to um, reach psychic level five for everything to change. That's and I'm making fun of that, of course. Um, so anyway, there's lots of ways of describing it. I don't know if you had any other questions. Like well, I, said, I, I had another situation where I don't know what prompted it, but all of a sudden I'm sort of like remote viewing a situation where 
a spacecraft just crashed on Earth, and the people had run out of food basically, and it was like Earth when there was nothing. You know, it was it was, you know, still had areas that were molten and on the crust. It was very very early in the game, and all of a sudden these bees showed up. And that's how they survived, was through the help of the bees. So, I, and, and it was just one this thing that played out in front of me, and I'm like, oh, that's an interesting story. Don't know if it's true or not, but it's interesting. Um, but, the, you know, when, when, you, when I start to remember these events that I've gone through, or these images, or these stories, and something tweaks my, oh, maybe that is true. Uh, does that feel like something that could have happened? Because I did feel like that the bees had come from a different density. Let's put it that way. Oh crap! These people aren't going to survive if we don't do this, and if they don't survive, then that's not going to happen. Was kind of the feeling I got. So the bees went and, you know, probably telepathically said, you know, we got this food for you, this nourishment. <laughs> you know, here it is. It's called honey. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, there's all, yeah, like I said, all different animals will do that. Um, that's just a huge topic there, but it's more of getting the understanding that when you think the fit, it's like going from black and white old CRT TVs um, to, you know, 4K or whatever the heck right nowadays, more than that, I'm sure, HD, flat screen, this, that, and the other, um, with smell-o-vision included. So it's that much of a difference thing. Um, but, again, you're in the same reality. There's just more. So it's it's... That's what people need to understand. You don't have to go anywhere. You just have to, you know, realize. And okay, in three D, how you would bring that down to home and do use it day to day. Realize your thoughts do matter. Your feelings. This, that, and the other. That doesn't mean you can't have a bad thought or you've hexed yourself and you got karma built up forever. Now, no, you can just think, undo it. You know, there's lots of you know head games we can call them that you can do. But it's more of a you know realizing your thoughts are reality. That's a thing. Um, so that means even driving down the road when you, and, you know, I'm pointing at myself when you get, you know, upset with this out of the other thing, that's situation around you try, I know easier said than done to catch yourself before you even have those thoughts. Um, because it really does matter. Like attracts like it's, it's all energy and frequency. Um, so it's just easier to go about not adding that stuff off and then having to remove it and then try and manifest. It's just, you know, so anyway, um, and then when you do that, more of the 4D. And by the way, <laughs> until you, you know, get it's like getting your sea legs on a boat on the ocean kind of slowly. You don't want to just jump straight into, and it's not really a 4D thing anyway, you're going to 5. Um, but the stuff that's kind of in between there in 4D, it's popping up. It's difficult to drive for me sometimes, especially out in the woods, because in nature, woods where there's trees, all of that, there's a whole lot more of the fifth density coming through and fourth density coming through in those areas for a lot of reasons. So then, yeah, you see more imaginary creatures and or birds and stuff like that. Um, so, and then it depends on the person viewing it, too. Go out there with, ah, that's all BS. Okay, you just kept yourself in lower frequencies. Okay, stay on AM radio. You'll have limited, you know, non-stereo, non-HD reality. You know, we got all these people in the streets, homeless people that in many cases would be, by all, you know, standards, considered insane or psychologically delusional. But they may just be people that are awakening to all this stuff and nobody else around them is. Yeah. 
maybe the way to cure everything is to say, hey, are you seeing things that you don't understand and this is happening and that's happening? Well, it's it's you. You're all right. It's the rest of them that are wrong. <laughs> They're not opened up to it yet. You know, you'd probably clear the streets in a day. <laughs> you're not crazy. We understand what you're saying because we sound crazy, but we haven't been led to the streets. We stand our ground. <laughs> We're not crazy. It's real. Get with the program. <laughs> oh, Lordy. Okay, so what else? What else you guys want to talk about? Well, you got something? Something come up when we were talking there? Uh, no. Uh, no, I was I was chatting on the on the on the radio chat with uh, one of our listeners. And what were but you it's not, what were you saying? No, <laughs> had nothing to do we were, with the show. Exactly. It, we were talking about liver flushes. So. Oh, good lord. Just, <laughs> I've got an image I'm about to share in chat here. I'm just going to edit it real quickly so it like turns right. Um, we keep getting these, um, as you know, it's not a big metaphysical woo-woo thing. Um, uh, little ducks on our, because we own a Jeep Wrangler. Um, and so it's called being ducks. So I'm going to get this image from Nancy. So do you know what I'm talking about at all? Does anybody have any idea? Or Mike's so out there? Probably so out there. No, okay. I, I don't. Here's the image. Long story short, it's some weird Jeep thing. This is some big Jeep topic. Um, but also, you know, often here at Mystical Wares, so now if you look in chat, if you're in the chat room, you'll see little, and in this case, there's a little army because the person actually came in and um, talked to me this time. So she found out I'm an army veteran. But there's a little duck in an army. A little. We're talking about, um, that's a, like toys. And a little green one here. So for some reason, I don't know who started it, many Jeep owners put little ducks of different types on Jeeps when they see them, and you're supposed to re-gift them or whatnot. So there's some images under there, too, uh, Nancy, or um, cards on that image to show you what I'm talking about. But it's funny how often that happens around here. It's just, uh, uh, you know, fun and lighthearted individuals come here kind of thing. So it's, it's The green one looks like a, an owl, not a duck. Oh, you're right. It does look like an owl. Yeah, and they're supposed to, I didn't I was wondering. I asked somebody else. So that makes sense, because often these ducks would be in the shape of something else. I don't know. Um, but they were promoting, um, which is a really great cause. Um, and I'm trying to grab these cards right here really quickly. Um, but it's, you know, help a soldier veteran out today. So um, it's Mission 22. And I put those images online. So it's just kind of neat to see that they do stuff like that. So if you ever see a little plastic, I guess it'd be rubber duck, rubber ducky, on a Jeep, like literally the hood or the top of it or the fender, um, that's what's going on. I know it's one of those things that most people don't really realize. I thought I mentioned because two of them showed up this week. And we're desperate on things to talk about, Nancy. You got to work with me here. So, <laughs> <laughs> act no. like it's interesting. Come on, no. go wow. <laughs> no, well, so I, I'm if, if it looks like a duck and sounds like a duck, it's a duck. Hey, yeah. Well, at least Walt figured out that thing's a green owl and not a duck. <laughs> No, um, no I, I, I'm fascinated with it because what, what I see happening out there, and yes, I do look at Fox Network because the vast majority of people watching news is on Fox. Uh, and it gives me a feeling for what the people are, are getting, you know, the messaging they're getting. But there is a lot of unity occurring, unity in little groups. 
and to see something of this magnitude where the only thing connecting anybody is a vehicle called a Jeep and yet they're doing all of this really good stuff it you know we don't when we say you know on the other shows we talk about getting you know active I used to say you just have to make sure that you are good and everybody else will begin to resonate with you but now we really have to take some kind of uh, action in the in the reality and the funnier it is the more spoofy it is the more support it gets because you're not antagonizing anybody I mean who can get antagonized by a duck <laughs> you know well maybe because he's in a uniform <laughs> we'll call it the Salvation Army oh god it, it's just I, I find it fascinating it's so nice to see I wish I had a Jeep Maybe maybe I'll do it anyway, because I do have the duck. Honestly, well, I see. I'll tell you what, Nancy. It's cheaper to just go buy your own duck than to get a jeep. That might be the way. Yeah. No, I actually have the duck. Well, then you're already there. Happy. <laughs> it's not in um, the car, though. Yeah. Uh, let me close this down. Um, do we want to talk about the? Because we have what I don't know six seven minutes before the break. The AM radio show coming up. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, this Sunday. So what I'm talking about, everyone, is I'll be live, and I'm trying to find the link again now. I'll be live this weekend, um, and that's going to be, let me, I need the date in front of me. I don't have it. Well, I think it's February 5th um, at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Navigating the Truth uh, AM radio show. But it'll be available online. So they do have a, um, a Listen Live button I just shared in chat. Um, but it's KCOR Radio. So you can just search engine that as well and find it. Again, it'll be this weekend. We'll be talking about Shungite and Shungite beehives. Um, but you all know me. I'm never going to stay on topic. So we're going to probably end up all over the place. Um, so I just wanted to let you know that. And that went way too fast, Nancy. So we need something else before the break. <laughs> See, we don't have Mark with us today. That's, that's, <laughs> I know. That's, that's what the problem is. Um, so will be next hour too. She has something funny. I'll, I know I cut you off real quickly. She has something to talk about. Some some magic moving shungite beads. So that'll be for next hour. I'll let Jalissa talk about that. Um, that's crazy, but anyway, okay. Well, ahead. let's talk about your course, the the class oh, that yeah. you're going to have on the 26th of February. Yeah, that's yeah. It's called Inner Expansion, and that is um, a class that's going to be. It can be. It's for sale online there's two versions of it um and one of them is three hour so it's a three hour online live class with a chat room so it'll be live q a and let me just read the description um for it. so the for the full class which is 99 dollars, then there's a, a cut down version for 33 dollars as well but the night and it's limited to the first 25 signups but it does include a a 30 minute private remote session with me um that you will you'll be able to pick the date later and set that up for yourself. So the full-blown session there where all kinds of stuff can happen. Um, and then it also includes uh, what I'm calling a $25 value energy kit. So it's a love healed laser at Shungai Oval and then a really cool little quartz crystal cluster that I'm picking out um, myself. And then also uh, some organic cedar hydrosol and all that goes with it because these are energy tools. Um, and I'm going to read the quick description that vaguely tells you a little bit about it. 
So I say, this class isn't for everyone. It's not about releasing secrets or sharing meditations that will help you become a master psychic, whatever that is. What you will learn or remember is that what are often called abilities are already available to you. It's just the understandings that sometimes we can use assistance with. So, and now here's me adding in. So what I'm going to do is just help you remember what you already have, and then you'll enhance it. So some of the topics we're going to explore are going to be, um, are we able to expand past the 3D matrix on our own? And if so, how? Are we limited to seven chakras or energy centers? And if not, then how do we access more? Um, What's the difference between a dimension and density and why it matters to understand the difference? And then our quotes here, energy attachments, because that's a big comment, forever. And if not, how can we affect them from this 3D perspective? So have an effect on stuff that attaches to us from any of our lifetimes. And then, is our imagination real? Then if so, how do we enhance it to help us manifest in our current, and I said existence, but this, I didn't say perception level, but anyway, reality. And then there's going to be a lot more than that. That's just kind of covering parts of it um, because we're going to go all over the place. And the only difference in the class, you can still sign up for 33 bucks. It just won't include the private session and the uh, energy toolkit. Um, but everything else is there. So that will happen, again, as Nancy said, on... Um, February 26th, and that's 3 to 6 p.m. Pacific time online. And again, I'm going to limit it to the first 25 signups because it's just too many people to juggle and questions and chat and stuff like that. So I don't know if you have any questions on that or not, Nancy. No, I'm excited for it. I'm excited for the people that will participate. You know, because again, it's, it's the group energy. There's almost like a, I, I don't like to say sentience, but there seems to be when you bring people together that are like-minded with the same mission, there's an energy that's so different than, you know, other things you might go to. And I think it's, uh, I'm glad you're limiting it because I just think that, that those people will, you know, have an amazing experience. And every t- per- person that gets, you know, the, just the focus of, of being with that limited group, you know, on the same mission, it's, it's going to be good. So I highly recommend um, that you all consider, you know, participating. So um, anything else you wanted to say on that, Derek? No, no, not on that. I mean, I guess I can say real quickly just to burn a few more seconds here while we're going to phase out. Um, uh, during the class, it's not just me sitting in front of a babbling. I'm putting together videos and some graphics to demonstrate some of this stuff, too. So you won't have to look at my mug the whole time. Um, there'll be other things happening on there, um, and even some video links and suggestions where you can you know, do some homework if you want to. And um, this is not going to be a monthly type of thing. This is going to do it this year. Maybe if, you know, there's a lot of, you know, people wanting to participate, maybe he'll do another one. But this is a once in a while thing. It's not like, oh, I'll I'll get it next time. You may not have a next time. (laughs) So just uh, an aside there. And we're going to play Craig Stewart, Shanghai, We the People.
And welcome back to Shungite Reality. It's January 31st, 2023. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Derek Condit, Walt Silva, and maybe Jalissa. Is Jalissa Helms here? Hello. Yes, I am. Thank there you for you having me. <laughs> welcome. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Just been running around, dropped off the kids at school, and so now I'm here. <laughs> and um, Derek says that you have stories to tell. Oh, yeah. There's always stuff going on around here. But uh, first, I heard you guys chat a little bit about how Derek found this location and uh, just it being an energy center. And I literally grew up, um, like, born and raised, like, not even a mile away from this, from where Mystical Wares is. I used to walk by here, ride my bike uh, around here, and so very familiar with the area. So, um I always found it interesting how Mystical Wares uh, came to this location. But um, previously to where we're at now, uh, they're like just down um, in the smaller store, I guess Mystical Wares 1.0 is what Derek calls it. So, of course, you know, my where I grew up at, I lived there for about 18 years or so. So, was frequently visited the Mystical Wares 2.0 where we're at now. But, you know, grew up, got, you know, lived at a different house. And so the original first Mystical Wares was literally just down the hill from me as well. So that was also not even a mile away from me. Not about that part, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but now where we're at, it's right next to the river. Um, Derek calls it a levee that we're by, but we call it a dike here locally for all the locals. 
Um, but yeah, it's just a magical place with having this big river next to us and the soil. It's just, um, you know, we have a lot of farmlands in the area. So just the energy, the soil, the land itself is pretty magical, at least from my understanding. Yeah, we're over water. So, of course, you know, rivers, um, things like that are not just within the boundaries of the river, the dike or the levee. Um, they're underwater. They're moving through the actual 3D, you know, scape as well. So we're over water, which is also what's floodplains and same with the farm fields and all that. Um, even though it's, you don't see it moving, it is there. Uh, did you want to jump in? Uh, yeah. Anything so, else? Um, I don't know if Nancy had any questions about that. but Or Walt. The, the question I would have is, if growing up in that area, did you as a child, were you aware of the woo-woo aspect of it? Or did you start to go woo-woo as you got more, got older and looked at things a little differently? Because you're um, in the same area. For me personally, okay, so the area itself, I guess I never thought of that as a child. Um, uh, like all the magic around us it just was and I think that's true for like most children just being aware of other things or having an imagination and being a playful childlike but I, w I guess I was always different I just didn't know what it was and I think most people are it's just they're either told not to talk about things or you know um, society they have to act and be a certain way in school and in work but I think I was always aware or didn't believe like certain things that were said to me like by adults and like I'd get in trouble for like I guess looking through them and so like as I got older I just kind of stopped talking about the things that I'd pick up on like I'm a big dreamer I would call it um, but some people there's different uh, I guess words or labels for it so some call it astral projecting some calling it dreamscaping um, Oh, what was it that you called it? So astral projection, what, um, uh, remote perceiving. Oh. So I think I've always done that. So like I would call it a dream or a daydream. So I kind of jumble all those things into those two versions of what it is that I'm seeing or picking up on. Yeah, the, th the, th the reason I mentioned this is because Derek is fond of saying that I'm going to help you remember and, mm -hmm. you know, I do think that children, their imagination, everything is already in place, but it gets suffocated by their society. And it's not, it's like, this is our birthright. You know all this when you come up, you know, you get here, but then everything closes in on you and you forget. And that's all Derek is doing is opening up that, it's like a, I don't know, like like a ball that opens up and, you know, all of a sudden you see everything, you know, and as long as you keep the ball open, you can work with it. But if it, you let it shut down, it it starts to crimp you again. You, 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 you know, you get suffocated. And that's what, what I've heard so many people say the same story about as a child having these abilities, but people making them shut up so that they get into their adulthood and they don't talk about it at all. But now, with Derek's help and the help of him in the metaphysical environment you're in, you're give, being given permission to remember. Would that be true? Oh, yeah. And like I said, for me, it was just always was. It always was there. Yeah. It never really went away. 
it was just stuff that you weren't supposed to talk about. So you have somebody here starting to talk about things that are already in your mind or things that you're already familiar with. And it's like, oh, another like-minded individual. Wow, it's nice to be to be able to communicate with somebody who uh, sees or perceives things in a similar way. So it's like you're just kind of looked at as crazy when you're just like, oh, you have a feeling and it's like you can't put into words the things that you're picking up on. It's like, no, just something's not right or I can't explain it because there are no words for whatever it is that you're feeling or picking up on. And, you know, a lot of it's, you know, our devices now. It's like, oh. There's more to the story of getting here, too. I don't think I ever told Nancy because I hadn't thought about it as far as finding Mystical Wares location here in Mount Vernon. I'd never been to Mount Vernon. I've driven through it because an Interstate 5 goes straight through it, goes down the entire coast of uh, the U.S., um, I-5 does. So that's the only time I'd been there. But I literally was at home in Darrington, brought up a Google map, was looking around. I could have, my limits were, there were none. All I narrowed it down was somewhere in Washington State, and I could have done, I could have started Mystical Wars anywhere. And so what I ended up doing was just using intuition and energy and seeing what felt good. And then, of course, I glanced at Seattle. Well, think of the nausea that hit me there. Um, and then any other city like that. So then all of a sudden it was boom, Mount Vernon drove up, and that was, I think, the next day. Because um, then online, I'd already, once I found the energy center spot, um, online seeing what was available there met the guy it was done within i don't even know a day or two it was nothing of any time wise of getting what we had called mystical wars 1.0 which was again just down the street from where jalissa used to live too um and then so that's part of it um oh i wanted to answer a question real quickly in uh chat about um if so let me see. If we see animals that are not there anymore, will we see people that are not here anymore as well? And I think they're referring to um, uh, when we're talking about the frequencies and the 4D and all that, too. That's a bigger answer than just, yes, it can happen. Um, and it all depends on the person that transitioned on what their frequency level was or understanding level, you can say, when they passed. Um, and then that's a big can of worms there. Um so, yes, it can, um, but not always. So, um, I don't know if you even saw that question, Nancy, or not. No, I had not. Yeah, that's okay. On Saturday, we had a conversation on the Say What Show concerning grief and loss. And um, at the same time, that they, it was mainly a conversation between Rick uh, Slack and Dolly Howard because they both lost spouses and, you know, were, were discussing what happens. But in the midst of it, there, uh, Rick's wife, Christia, who was, was a host with us for years, um, she started talking to Rick through Dolly. And if you don't, if you haven't heard it, I recommend you do because it is a very, very profound discussion of grief and this, you know, what you go through, but also of the continuation of life because Rick was able to say that, you know, because people will pass over and then things will come into your life that, you know, in his case, I think it was salt. Some salt got dumped into the onto the floor, and he thought it was the cat. But when he went to, I got to get those pictures. 
when he went down to to clean it up, he realized that there was a heart image that was like somebody had taken their finger and drawn a heart. And heart was, uh, Christina was an artist. And so you, she had a lot of hearts in everything she did. And, um, but it, it, it'll make you feel a lot better about the transition of people. And yes, <clears throat> there's a lot to whether or not you can actually have an interface with, with them. Uh, Derek, I find, I don't want to take this over, but when, when, they, when you are communicating with that person, is it a version of, I mean, the higher self is fine in doing all sorts of new things, but that person that we knew, the one we loved, the, that persona that is, you know, within the, the physical lower body, as Walt would say, um, is that what you're talking to? That's that's funny. I'm sitting here smiling um, because that's exactly what I was wondering whether to get into. So you're obviously intuitive, Nancy. Um, oh. So, yeah, you can call that the – it's often called the ego. So when somebody passes over transitions, um, yeah, they're not limited to that personality or ego. Um, but when I'm chit-chatting with people in here, as I'll say, so I do the whole medium thing, yes, the entity – not always, always. Sometimes they'll come in as what's called their higher selves or both. But that's what's been happening lately. That entity will come back in through the ego or personality and even look like that person, by the way, um, during the session because the client in front of me sometimes just wants to talk to that significant other that just passed. And maybe they just don't have the understanding that, oh, wait, they're not that, they're blah, blah, blah. And it's not a judgment thing. So then that person will come through that way. But if I look a little more off to and I don't know why, but it's to the right of the person. Um, I get to see, and it's a bigger head, so I see from the shoulders up, don't know why that either, the higher self or oversoul of the person as well, and that's where I get more of the story. So it depends, and it depends on the client in front of me on their understanding level and whether I tell them about all seven layers of the cake or we just talk about the three. Um, so it's, yeah, so it's... I, I, I want to give, give an, an example of that. My, the person who was closest to me in my life was my Aunt Peg, my father's uh, sister. And when she passed over, I expected to see her pretty rapidly because we had been so close. And no, 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 weeks go by, I don't see her. And all of a sudden, she shows up. And she's in the same physical condition that she was the last time I saw her, which, and she was like 94. So she's hunched over and, you know, in this overweight body and you know and I said to her I said Peg why did you wait so long to contact me and she said well my kids needed me I had to spend time with them okay and I said and you do realize that you can have any kind of a physical representation of yourself like when you're younger you don't have to be in this body and she says well I know that but who how would they recognize me <laughs> And I just thought that was a profound, you know, explanation of why we see them as we knew them. Even though you know, you know, that they're only a small part of the higher self. And you're only seeing a version of the version of your that higher self that we knew. So do you see many higher selves coming through to communicate with their now another version of themselves 
Yeah, more and more, but that's also, it depends on, you know, the, the clientele. I mean, they're I'm becoming sure, more yeah. aware. Yeah. So then there's more options there kind of thing. Um, but, oh, yeah, you know, that happens. Okay. Sorry to interrupt, but I was led to do it. What we're talking about. No, that's all. actually, yeah, you were saying something about the sand, Nancy was, about the smiley face, how things in 3D can be manipulated. Oh, uh, well, I think so last time I quickly went over something that happened here at Mystical Wares. So I'm going to tie it or first start back there. Um, so we got the new Sasquatch in, the new seven-foot, uh, really handsome guy in, <laughs> out on the floor in Mystical Wares. And when he came in, we had a smaller Sasquatch um, that's been here with us for a couple of years now. Um, he, They are not the same Sasquatch. They're, they're different, I guess, uh, cousin Sasquatches. I don't know. Um, but they're obviously different um so when the new guy came in the older guy was moved around the store a little bit and put in the front part of the store where the entrance is and um our front desk so when he got moved there everybody kept thinking that somebody was standing there and people didn't like him there and i was like i had gone up front i was like i was wondering where he went first and then i found him there i was like Oh, I think he feels sad. He got moved out to the front after the new Sasquatch came in. And so I was like, oh, no. And I put my arm around him. And I was like, oh, we need to cheer him up. And Derek was like, oh, well, he just got um, promoted to door greeter. So we're kind of just, you know, joking around like that. And I was like, I don't know. And people kept commenting to the girls at the front desk saying that, oh, they don't like him right there because it felt like somebody was watching them. So we're like, oh, what if we put a hat on him? What if we, um, somebody was given roses here? And so they're like, oh, let's put a rose in his mouth. And so we're just playing along with it. Um, but because there were so many comments, he had to get moved again. And so we moved him back to the back. And I was like, oh, it feels so much better where he's at now. So he's still like in the pyramid area. And he just seems happier. And I was like, oh, yay. I'm glad that we moved him over here. So that happened within the store, and then I think it was the next morning I was doing, like, yoga, and I ha- we have um, wood floors, and so the wood grains, I kept seeing that the Sasquatch that got moved around his face, so he's got, like, I'll share a picture here and chat in just a little bit, but he's got kind of like a quirky smile, so it's, um, like, if you were to see it, anything drawn or made up, you'd think you'd relate it to that Sasquatch and be like, okay, that's him. So I kept seeing his image, and I was like, okay. I'm like, oh, I guess. Uh, I was like, okay, you can go away now because you're being distracting. So I had too much going on that day. And then I ended up, I think later on the day, Olivia came in, and she told me that she was with one of the other girls, and they were chatting. Then all of a sudden, the person she was with suddenly stopped and gave her a weird look and she was like what (laughs) and so she's like did you say Isaac followed you home and she was like no so I had told Olivia about I kept seeing Sasquatch at home or all around and she's like oh funny um so and so just told me or asked me if Isaac followed me home and I was like oh weird because that just happened so we never gave that Sasquatch a name or anything but the girls they've had other experiences and so they've asked who is doing things around here and they came up with the name Isaac 
So it's like, oh, so I was like, oh, weird that, you know, they had no idea what I was seeing. And then somebody was like, did you just say Isaac followed you home? So I was like, I guess Isaac followed me home. <laughs> but I was like, oh, I don't know if that is Sasquatch's name, though. So that had happened. And then just a couple of days ago, I was working the front desk and Olivia was up there with me. And I was uh, making some of our uh, water beads. So I was up there, you know, just going through beads. And it was the end of the night, so we are closing up. And I was just cleaning up my space. And I used, like, these little baskets to put the beads in. And uh, when I'm doing things, I'm doing, like, multiple things. So I'm, like, multitasker. So I was, like, moving things, cleaning up without looking at it. And suddenly something just made me stop to look down and there's a smiley face made out of the beads in one of the baskets. And I was like, oh, Olivia, did you did you do this? And she was like, do what? I'm like, did you make the smiley face? And she's like, what are you talking about? And she came over and looked, and she's like, ugh, no, I didn't do that. Maybe Derek? And I was like, Derek wasn't up here. And I was like, okay. And she's like, oh, gross. And I was like, wait a second, that, the smile. Um, so, sorry. Oh, no, it's okay. <laughs> but I was like, oh, weird. And so Derek came back up, and I told him about that. And he's like, or both of them looked at me, did you get a picture? I was like, no, because it kind of uh, freaked Olivia out because it was, like, so obvious, the smiley face in it. And I was like, okay, so I moved it, like, really quickly and put it away. And they're like, did you take a picture? I'm like, no, I didn't take a picture. And they're like, next time, take a picture. I'm like, okay. So next time, if I anything catches my eye like that, I'll have to stop and take a picture so I can share but I will share a picture in chat of the Sasquatch. And mm. I guess, do you want to talk a little bit about how that was put together? And the different, the Isaac and Sasquatch and how they're not necessarily the same? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I guess on, on elaborating on some of that too. Um, yeah, that, that, again, I think that we talked about this in one other show a little bit, Nancy. But we have three wooden sasquatches so this would be the medium one that got moved all around the store we're talking about and what's interesting to us is he does yeah that image but with bigger ears look like what isaac looks like so that yeah that kind of makes sense too isaac they're uh i don't know they're there's the mystical wears mascot that hangs around here i say it's one of many entities actually but it's one that messes with the girls at the front desk a lot um, turns things on, like, I don't know, Olivia's not here, but somebody was telling me the other day, she pointed uh, at the front line, you know, they were picking up on, I'll just jokingly call it a glitch in the matrix, because you can feel stuff around here. So we're talking about the front desk entranceway where the cash registers are, and that's where they both were, and Olivia kind of made fun of, well, watch, watch this, I'll point at the lights kind of thing, and then she did, and then, of course, they did respond, either flickered or shut off or something or other, and then they kind of startled them and then she did it again kind of thing and so of course it was her it well, what it was was you know isaac who they call him you know helping out and playing with them so they all mess around up there uh the etherics and apparently olivia too <laughs> so uh, so this is an etheric being that is sort of interacting at the 3d to have a little fun yeah what it is it's some nature entity when they actually slow me down to take a look at him he's been around a while and he looks similar to the image, but he's got a not a narrow head like that, as that cedar sasquatch she shared, but the bigger, big ears. So more of like a, I don't mean this in a bad way, because trolls aren't bad, more of a, what I would say, and I don't really know what I'm talking about, a troll-looking thing would be, because he comes in really big. 
nice guy, funny, jovial, messes around. So it's a, will I generalize when I give sessions as a nature entity? So same as the Sasquatch cousins. And that's what they are, too. Sasquatch are just fifth density beings that can step down if they want. They're not like teleporting everywhere. They're changing their frequency field and vibrating at a frequency for us. Um, that's that whole invisibility thing. But, yeah, so it's, he hangs around here. Yeah, so I shared a picture of Sasquatch and me um, in chat. But when the beads were made into a smiley face, there was two eyes, a nose, and then the smile. And the smile was kind of quirky looking. It wasn't just, you know, a, a curved smile. So if you look at the Sasquatch picture, you'll see, like, the quirky grin that he has. And it looked like that. And I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. So, um, and then I guess we got into talking about how it was moved. And so it's not like they picked up one bead at a time to make it. It was just kind of oh. energetically forced that way <clears throat> yeah and actually and even time i'd say you know it's easy to just you know brush these little things aside but i'll tell you and i learned this decades ago now these little synchronicities are breadcrumbs and even if you think well wait a minute i just applying that to that am i making this up it's all just blah 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 make believe well 90 percent of your reality is metaphysical that make believe and imaginary so i'll tell you watch for these things and when you find them they're going to happen more often now just like if you buy a new car whatever type you're going to start seeing that car or this little whatever that's a thing and it's the same thing with synchronicities or breadcrumbs pay attention acknowledge them and then yeah you're we'll just loosely call them guides where the energies will then accumulate such or set it up such so you get more of them and then as you proceed that reality it's kind of like first time on a bike all of a sudden you look down you realize you're not on training wheels anymore you're riding the bike and doing tricks same thing with this reality. All of a sudden, you're picking up on more. So, again, even things like this that seem, you know, I know it could be whatever. No, they all do tie in. So, when I did perceive it, because then we glanced at it, um, it was a, a push of energies from uh, a couple of beings. But, again, you have to have – it's hard to describe because then I have to think, okay, does everybody understand the density thing? So, really, you can push energies on a different – density level that affect the 3d ones as well so stuff invisibly moving stuff that's what it is um so you can think like, okay well one example would be like let's say an entity like a sasquatch or, or one of your guides or something like that is in fifth density well they can slow themselves down grab an object just go back to their normal density and guess what goes with them that thing and then they can put it back so that's that whole I would they call it translocate stuff. Um, the same thing works with the beads in this case. Um, they'll work on the energy level of it. I don't remember what else I was telling you I was looking at because I ended up going doing a lot of things. But that may have gone a little too woo-woo for the show. I don't know. What? Well, it's kind of what we are, so it's oh, kind yeah. of hard not to go woo-woo. Oh, no, no, no. I'm going to talk about to, that. Yeah, there's so much stuff that... Hell, I'll talk about anything. I don't care. <laughs> um, did you have any other things you thought about? Nancy, Wall, anybody, any questions on that stuff? I can't remember. Well, for some reason, I just flashed to, you You said woo-woo, and I just flashed to a very, very early Shungite show that I had that was um, about sound, essentially. Um, I'm trying to think of what her name is. It's been so long. But there is like this construction, not far, in Massachusetts, a construction of 
to get into it, you have to kind of crawl through it. It's a narrow opening. But then inside, oh, a dozen people could stand up comfortably. And it's a uh, round, like, little... The roof is, you know, it's it's all seemingly artificial. But it's one of those things that's, a, that's in a local area that very few people know about. But she knows about it because it's down the end of the street. And um, so we were talking about it, and she said that she and a friend of hers got inside of it, and they decided that they were going to do some, uh, you know, oming, chanting type of thing. And they put out the first sound, and the reverb from the, the entire environment that they were in was so powerful that she said, we ran out of there screaming like little girls, <laughs> you know. So it's like, again, we're going back to the theme of, of location and the way they do something. But anyway, we got into a really interesting discussion because there's so many of these little hidden secret caverns that were used by the very ancient people that live here that were in tune with nature and the, you know, the continuity of, of life and being that they would build these things, but then people would forget what they were for, and they might even forget they exist, and then somebody comes along to find them. And they were all over the place. And shortly after that, they were, um, I saw something on Ancient Aliens, I think, concerning sound. And that in some of these megalithic, in quotes, uh, structures, ancient structures, that seem to be made for the acoustics, that when they do the analysis, it's always at the same frequency. Are you familiar with this or Walt or Derek? Because, again, it's like another example of how, if you clean up the complications in life, you know, and you get away from the distractions of it, it seems like the secrets of how to live a good life and be connected to nature are simple things. So go ahead. Well, I saw the documentary on the those uh, caves in Turkey uh, that resonate to a frequency of 111 hertz and how critical that is for healing and well-being. And uh, but but even even though the caves are natural, they have been shaped by the hand of man. So when they when you play a sound, it actually resonates to 111 hertz. And what does that represent in the human brain? I can't remember. It's just the well-being, a feeling of, of well-being. <laughs> uh, I, that's that's the, the documented effect of that, that particular frequency. Right. I know the different, the different solfeggio tones impact different areas of the body or different energies in the body, but uh, I, I hadn't heard of 111 prior to this documentary. I wasn't aware of it. Because when you look at the solfeggio, there are nine tones in the solfeggio scale. 111 hertz is not one of them. So I guess it, it must be specific for a reason. These are very ancient caves, so I have no idea how far back they go. Yeah. Um, Derek, you got anything to comment on regarding the sound and frequencies? Um, 
I mean, of course, that's what it all is, and often we need to get out of our own way to to tune more. But also, I'll tell you, uh, like I was talking about the Matrix thing earlier, so sometimes there's overlays, or um, <clears throat> I'm thinking about that. Walt's going to know the term. Um, when you need to counter a frequency with the same frequency, the opposite, so that it neutralizes out or evens out. Um, uh, oh, you're, you're changing the phase. Yeah, and there's another name. Ah, oh, geez, it doesn't matter. But anyway, um, but yeah, basically it's a way to neutralize. So then um, that's why I talk about the buckyball and imagine yourself sitting inside of it with just a love, energy, or frequency. Because how do we often, because often well, we're, it, go ahead. There's something that you have to you have to take into account is what kind of uh, counteraction or kind, what kind of neutralization you're wanting to do because you have one is the reversal of the phase. If you if you submit the same sound but with a 180 degree ch change of phase, you do the. I, I did that experiment with like my with sound using the the you uh, um, Audacity that ap application that Nancy uses, where I I purposely um, made two tones, but e each of the tones were 180 degree. Uh, out of phase with each other, and that what was interesting is I could hear the sound in my ears, but nothing else. But when the tones were in phase with each other, I could actually hear the sound inside my head. That's that's one way, one way of counteracting a sound. The other one is you have to calculate what is the inverse in terms of of the quality. If you if you take like for example a tone, and it's a uh, 350 hertz. If you take and you do one divided 350 hertz, whatever number you get, it's going to be the opposite of that tone in, in the sense of, it, of the essence of that tone. So there's at least two ways that I'm aware of that you can neutralize or counteract a specific tone. Yeah, the term was destructive interference. That's uh, what I was struggling to find that you would need to do sort of thing. Um, and that was part of it. So that's that's one thing you can do to counter any other frequency around you that you may, you know, want to limit. Uh, well, you know, got you guys are talking about sound, but that's true for everything. You know, this is just a scientific example. You can hear the sound. You can hear, you know, manipulate the frequencies to see what happens. And yet, that's true with every every energy. Wouldn't that be true? So you, 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 uh, get yeah. a, you get a negative energy off of somebody, you know, you can dissipate it by either saying, you know, I don't know what, what you would put in your head to be able to dissipate that energy. It's your intention is what it is. It's the I mean, intention, you know, yeah. Exactly, yeah. you want to do the opposite thing. I mean, you can boost it too or neutralize it. Um, right. But yeah, no, it's your focus and intention. It's not how hard you focus. That's not a thing either. Everybody thinks it's, that's it. It doesn't matter. Um, it's your intention behind it. And then your emotion, so get the heck out of your own way. In fact, get excited that it's already happened, whatever the thing is you're trying to do. And that's how you put more energy. Just like the memories, people don't often aren't told, why do people have such strong bad memories or good memories from that thing or the other? It's because there was a lot of emotion attached to it. That's what helped it see. They're not, memories aren't floating around in that cholesterol sack we call a brain. That's not a thing. They're in the ether, in the energy, and around you is where they're at, and the emotion is another frequency 
or energy behind it that seats those memories. Again, that's why such um, dramatic things or drastic things are so memorable. Well, in your case, they're in the solar plexus because you have a defined solar plexus, and that's the uh, that's the, <laughs> the energy of the solar plexus is emotions. <laughs> that's right, and I call it an etheric backpack. I even did a posting on that once. I just imagine that's all I have to do to do it was imagine it, it's in there, and then boom, yeah, it's there. And then you can call it clairvoyance, call it whatever, but it is all there, and you just have to know it is what it is. And then spell it in whatever way you need to wrap your head around it in your thoughts, because that's what's important. It's not anywhere you go or a diet you do. Okay, so 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 let's say you're, uh, you're in the grocery store. This happened to me. And um, so somebody has got their cart in the way of getting to what you need and they you're patiently waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and finally you just move that cart a few inches and reach what you need and that person the cart you just moved goes absolutely berserk on you nuts totally off the wall berserk started cursing my mother all right um at that point it what the reaction my reaction if i had been a student of would be to ooh this energy is not good for either of us and to with intention you know focus on the energy not what's happening not you know he's screaming about my mother i got pissed off but if i had just said no this is a frequency situation instead of taking it personally let's say do you think that by intention you can turn around that energy just from a from a energy concept of mineralogy, you know, manipulating energy? Do you think that's possible? Here's how I would suggest doing that. Yes is the answer, but rather than focus the energy on that person, it's always focus on your own energy. So like in your head, you can go, well, I don't really need that right now. I can come back around, start doing that way, and then there won't be such a counter or um, off energy. And then what you'll see in 3D is the person will just all of a sudden start moving. So then rather than focus on a shared environment or energy that that person's going to feel because all of a sudden you're looking at them. You know that feeling. That's the thing that happens, and then you've involved them. No, what I would do is just think more work on yourself. So, no, just relax, calm down. I know it's easier said than done. But then think in your head something like in this scenario at least, oh, I'll wait and get that. Maybe there's a reason that I need to go this way. Just And then when you look up from that, more often than not, that situation would have played out already, and you didn't get involved in it. You just looked at yourself. So that's how I would have done that one. Because otherwise you're in that person's energy, tit for tat, and energy, you know, blah, blah, blah. It goes on. Well, on. not really, because if your intention is to change the energy for that person too, that's not a good energy they're in. They, maybe they need that's no. Who says so? Who says spicy is spicy to them? Spicy is not spicy to me, if you know what I mean. Maybe they need to be in that energy for this reason or another. It's not for an outsider to change that. And I've learned once bitten, twice shy from that. Okay, so why why were they brought into my realm? If I can make a change, why are they brought into my realm? To give me the decision whether to use my free will to help that person out? Or... You can if you want, but I would see it as a situation for you to armor yourself to realize that you can have space and energy of love around you and have the negative stuff not affect you. And then if they want to benefit from that frequency, they can choose to tune in the love songs. Then you've held space for them, but you didn't push it on their plate. You don't get to go down a buffet and say, oh, no, you need your vegetables. Take your vegetables. I know better than you. Hey, when they walked into my reality, 
I'm the boss. It's my. It it was my reality. When they walk into my reality, reality. (laughs) No, no. See, that's that's where we differ. I don't think in terms of shared realities. You don't share well, do you? No, I don't share well. I was the oldest. I was. I was the oldest of ten kids. You know. I mean, I had that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, no, but I mean, it's like. I think that's that's. that's we're just having fun here, kids. I mean, we're just having fun. I could argue with the way he's arguing it. He could argue with the way I'm arguing with it. You know, but that's the beauty of where we live, is that it's all on your perception. You know, how do you want to handle it? It's up to you. Well, no one brought up the subject that when you encounter someone, especially a stranger, you're actually facing a mirror. That person is being used to shine back on you what you're putting out. So something was in you, and and she brought it to the surface. I just wanted the bastard out of my way. (laughs) (laughs) So it's your fault, Nancy. You put him in that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm messing with you. Thanks, Walt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that was fun. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> but it was. It was I don't know where from here. Oh, let's let's go to Jalissa. Mark's hey. not here. Let's go to Jalissa. What else, Jalissa? Well, I'm glad that you brought that up, and it's okay to disagree, right? Um, <laughs> as long as you know I'm right. But whatever. So I guess in this reality for me, I would say that I had a dream last night, but then, you know, when we're, you know, dreamscaping or having concurrent lives or parallel lives, you know, whatever you want to call it, because it is, there is no time, so everything's happening now. But anyways, this physical body is able to uh, seize it as it happening last night in my dreams, so, or maybe this morning. (laughs) Anyways, um, it wasn't a good dream. It wasn't a nightmare, but it was so frustrating because, like, thank goodness, um, before bed, like, I'm human. I forget to armor up, but I try to do it, you know, in the morning, but also right before I go to bed. I don't just armor myself. I also armor my children and, of course, other people around me when I, I think of it, think to do it. So last night before bed, I armored myself. I armored my kids, and then I find myself in the stream, and in the stream, I know that I can... Uh, manipulate things or, you know, change it to where, you know, I'm on top or if any, sometimes I find myself in like situations where I'm like, oh, why am I here? Like, what, where's the lesson or what's, you um, know, the message behind this? Um, but while I was in there, I was like, oh, I was like, I don't want to give too much away, but I was driving and I saw somebody that was going to be in danger and I was trying to go help. And so, but I was in this vehicle and then I was like, one thing after another kept like stopping me. Like I couldn't roll down the window to yell for like them to stop or to watch out or be careful. And I was like, oh, why is this not working? And then I'm like, I have the brakes on, so I'm stopped, but then I can't get the vehicle in park. And then it's like, I couldn't get the seatbelt off of me to get out. Cause I was like, no, I need to make sure that this doesn't happen. So it's like, all these things are stopping me. And I'm like, why is this happening when I can just get out there right now before this happens? So I like, Finally, was able to, like, roll down the window enough to yell, don't do it. <laughs> and then finally, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is still going to happen. Um, so finally, was able to get out of the car. And then I'm trying to get into another car to, you know, save somebody. So then I couldn't, like, open the door. And then I start kicking the win- <laughs> window open. And finally, I was, like, yell for other people to come in to help me. And I was like, okay, when that happened, it was like everything was all over. Like, you know, everything was fine. 
But in the moment, I was like, why couldn't, like, all these different, I guess, physical things were delaying me or stopping me when it's like, oh, I could have just, like, zoomed through the car or, you know, like, use my imagination to be stronger, to get there quicker, for none of that to happen. Um, so so what's blocking you in your life? Because dreams are always, uh, they're just figurative. They're not literal. So it, it's... Like the like, there's a message there. Is like something is blocking you. Something is stopping you from moving forward, from doing what you want to do. What is it? Well, what yes and no, because that can also be interpreted in other ways. As uh, some people find themselves in a dream, and they're like, "Oh, they're astral projecting," or they're like stopping from something else happening. And there was an it was another individual. So and oh. things that happen in day to day life. So it wasn't just um, one of those. Uh, cryptic messages sort of dreams it was well, well, may, maybe the, maybe the message was you needed other people for help to ask for help you exactly. couldn't do you couldn't, yeah, yeah you <laughs> could yeah and when you did you woke up i don't know if i woke up um well it, there was stuff leading up to it and i was like i'm surprised i could even remember that segment because i'm like i know that there was stuff that happened before then too so i'm like oh, it's not important you know and then, um, but yeah, asking for help and others coming in to help me. And then coming back to talking about the Sasquatches and stuff. I'm like, oh, well, I know I have the Sasquatches <laughs> behind me. And Derek, of course, so. Yeah, we have a help all around us. We just don't think to ask for it. Exactly. Yeah. But I, I'm like, I know so many people, we all dream, right? And sometimes we catch ourselves in dreams where we try to yell or try to scream and we can't. Like it. At least for me personally, I've had dreams where I couldn't even get it out within the dream. So it's like, oh, well, I was able to. <laughs> I don't dream at all. I hear a lot of people tell me that too, but I'm all over the place. No, it's, it's, I used to have dreams, I think. But, you know, my dreams were really weird because I'd fall asleep, but then I was like watching a James Bond movie where there was a, female heroine and she was always in trouble <laughs> you know <laughs> and about to die and that that's you know except for dreams like for my my when i was a kid you know kind of scary stuff um but i've always wondered about that because if i have a dream like you know a dream like other people describe man that's a warning to me something's up and it's normally very specific um, but no, I, I've wondered about, you know, well, why isn't it that I don't seem to dream? And I've decided that when I go into dream time, I'm actually disconnected from, not completely, but disconnected from my own brain. My brain just goes to sleep. It's not, I'm doing other things. I'm completely not paying attention to that sleeping body. That's what I feel. Yeah, so... I mean, yeah, all of us, we're always doing stuff, whether we remember it or not. Um, but, yeah, I've always been into the, all my life. I've been a big dreamer. I actually, for a while there, I used to hate falling asleep because I knew that I'd go and do stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, too, being too little, not under, having that awareness or understanding or even be able to communicate what it was I was um, needing to work on. Well, they say that if you if you start to wake up and then write down what you were dreaming about, that eventually you can write, you know, chapters of books from one dream. 
seems like a waste of time to me, but people <laughs> have gotten into it, you know. So, it, and yeah. think about it. I mean, like a third of your life, you're asleep, right? What 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 are you doing when you're asleep? Your body's asleep. Your body's asleep. That's it. You know. And it's like I, I I've told the story not on this show, but um, I, I there, there was this little cat that was was in severe physical distress, and we had to put him down. There was no dis- decision about it. But he has a sister, and he had like maybe they came from the same family, and somebody died or whatever but they got thrown out so they end up in my yard and there is a camaraderie between these three so when when this happened I was like there wasn't any decision but I felt bad and I'm laying down and all of a sudden I'm seeing this little guy no longer deformed but in perfect health and he's actually someplace that's like a bubble because I couldn't see beyond what was a real limited focus but um, his sister and and uh, Gus, his name is Gus, black and white cat, um, were there with him. And so it was uh, a message from Gaia that if I if if there is a creation, it lasts forever. There is no time. There, you know. And I, but it was confusing to me because one of them would pass over and the other two were still here. So yesterday. Um, I'm outside doing some stuff, and I look up, and there's Gus in the place that he used to sleep there with um, the little one. And, you know, they hung out together. And I felt bad. And then as I did feel bad, all of a sudden I realized, no, Gus is asleep, but he's there with the other one. When he wakes up, the other one's not here. But when he's asleep, and I've said this about animals, they sleep a lot. And, you know, it's like... I think that we might be their dream time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, just a perception thing. I mean, you know. But, yeah, there's so much more to life, and we're only beginning to see it. Cosmic remembering. Remembering. <laughs> you know, who were we? What are we? Anyway. Okay, we still got ten minutes here. Um, so I went to a pet store last night to get some dog food and kitty litter for our pets. Um, but I had my kids with me and they wanted to go look at the fishes and I'm like, okay, yeah, we'll go find the fishes and go say hi to them. But every time I go see the fishes, actually all animals in pet stores, um, and usually when we go see them, like the birds or the hamsters, we're always sending them love, right? But the fishes, you know, I send them love too. But when I was standing there looking at them, I was like, oh, they seem so sad. I'm like, oh, their fish tanks are water. It needs to be cleaned better. And so I'm like, oh, I can, like, it took me a little bit to like, okay, I want to give it, give all these fishies little love hugs um, with using the armoring, the buckyball love hug. Um, But then I was like, wait, the water, I can help clean it too, just using my intention and my imagination and you know, everything that we talk about here at Mystical Wares and, Doc, um, and Derek working on his uh, new class, the inner expansion, and like these water classes that we've had. And I was like, oh, I can't, I, I'll do more with cleaning the water and then also, um, well, using the buckyball for that, but then also putting it around the fishes. And I'm like, oh, they seem so much happier and the kids too. So I just want to throw that out there. 
that it was just different with them being in water. Well, congratulations on that. That's a big leap in, leap in understanding. Yeah, because I feel like, you know, with the birds and the hamsters, like um, I used to take my kids to the Humane Society and we'd, uh, you know, read to the animals there and to the cats and the dogs and just go give them love, love them, love on them. Uh, so it was easy to, like, send that loving energy to them. Like, I don't know, like, why. It just seems so much easier with a, a animal that I could touch <laughs> or, like, um, not in water. And so it just seemed different with the fishes. I'm like, okay, well, this should be actually easier for me. And so once I, you know, you know, reconfigured my thoughts around it and then being in water, it was just like, oh, it's actually it should be easier to... Uh, help their water and send them love using water. Very good. I got a fish tank and I had, uh, it was like every fish that got in the tank would have many, many babies. I was making fishes that, and they were, they were these very, very fan-tailed guppies that were beautiful blues and reds and and it was like I ended up with these three massive tanks full of these things and I'd give them to my local pet person who's uh, you know she has a store and she keeps fish and everything and every time they go there they die so this friend of mine said you know I'd given him some fish before and he said can I get some more only if you take them all I said so I made him take all of them and the Instead of having these, I went to um, another type of fish that wasn't as prolific. But those fish were making me crazy because they'd come up and they'd watch me. And, I mean, I could feel them watching me. And so I ended up developing these relationships with these fish. And fish die young. They don't last very long. So every time I seemed to turn around there was another fish in trouble you know and it was like oh my god i can't handle this so when they died out the only thing in the tank were these uh things that are bottom feeders you know they're they're i forget what they call them but the, these fish they don't come up and look at me i hardly ever see them they swim by once in a while but they couldn't care less about me and so I kind of like said, oh, okay, you know, this is, this works for me. I've got the fish tanks. I've got the water. It's a, a ba energy battery and all this other good stuff. But this has been going on for 20 years. I, and I'm not putting fish in there. It's like there's this, this whole ecological fish tank thing that's happening on its own. I mean, every once in a while I'll see a tiny little one. But I don't know how these fish are le living this long. So, <laughs> fish are very interesting, you know. Don't underestimate the realm of fish. Because, I mean, like, I always, I, 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 one of the scientists said, you know, he says, think of, think of what a fish in a, in a pond is like. And you pull it out. All of a sudden, this fish is not in this pond. It's, there, there's a whole new dimension. I mean, there's there's lights and there's sound and there's all sorts of things that are happening out there. And then you put him back in the, in the pond. What the hell is he going to say to the people that he left behind? Oh, my God, I just went on a body or something. All of a sudden, the world was so different. And I thought, yeah, that's what we are. We're fishes in somebody's aquarium. Anyway, a little fun there. 
Okay, so we're down to four minutes now. <laughs> <laughs> now what to talk about? <laughs> Anything else coming up at the store? I was literally just thinking that too. Um, Jalissa, you're going to know better than me. Um, no, because we're kind of, you know, prepping in store for future things that we'll be talking about. Um, thinking all that now, we're again just kind of focused inside. That's why I shared on for those that are on social media on Facebook. I shared a uh, some new store images where we've kind of had to fill in the classroom area with new things and we reorganized a new like we talked a little bit about it, but new photo booth or selfie areas that keeps expanding and changing. Um, so there's still lots to do here. It's just, um, just, yeah, just changing things up. So I'm telling you about, and uh, we, we, we have an essential oils class coming up, don't we, with Michelle Mailer? Uh, yes, that will be on oh, uh, Saturday, February 18th at 1 p.m. here at Mystical Wares. Michelle Mailer will be talking about essential oils and making blends, and I think she's going to be giving some samples away as well. You know, I wanted to mention to you when you were talking about, you know, nighttime and stuff, I found that doing a spray of the Palo Santo, is that what it is? The Palo Santo. Uh, yeah, that spray stuff. If I just, you know, give the bedroom a spray like that, it um, kind of like, it's just a, it's a better way of going to bed. You know, oh, yeah. I, I'm wondering if you're doing that. I mean, I, I'm... I have not, but before I had that dream or astral projection or concurrent blah, 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 whatever you want to call it, <laughs> doing stuff in the astral plane, um, I did armor myself and my children. So that's yeah. something that I always do, and that is a good reminder to do it. Um, yeah. because of you, Especially the, with your kids, too. Yes. You know? Yes, absolutely. I, uh, I yeah. Yeah. Um, yes, people, th those things really do work. The, what do you call Hydros them? Hydrosol. Hydrosol, yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, you guys want to say uh, adios here? We're at one minute out. Yeah, thank you, everybody, for being here. Appreciate your wall. Listen, Nancy. Yeah, thank you, everyone. Thank you. I, I, re I really like it. It's fun. Uh, thank you for inviting me. See you guys later. <laughs> Thank you for being here. And you're going to be on Cosmic Reality. And tonight we have Patricia Corey going to be on with us. And a lot of you may know about her. I did not. But she has uh, done a lot of things. And she's, you know, apparently can talk about anything based on what I'm seeing from her. So that's... Don't uh, mention the movie. What? Don't mention the movie. She hates that. What? <laughs> I, I saw her show where she's talking to Michael Jaco. And she hates that concept. She thinks it's a total cop-out. Oh, the uh, movie? To right. make people passive instead of doing something. Uh, I agree. <laughs> okay, so um, thank you all for being here. Cosmic Reality will be live at 6 o'clock tonight. Be safe. Be blessed. You have been listening to the Shanghai Radio Show, produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. Thank you for being here. Be safe.